Ciao, sono Simone Bianchi e state ascoltando il podcast dei Marvel Card Collectors. Ciao a tutti. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. With me as always is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He's the reason I write these intros. He's the reason I get up every morning. I didn't write this in, in advance, so I'm making this up as I go along. It's nowhere around. <laughs> I was reading it and I realised I haven't written anything. Good. Yeah, we got anything there. No, I love it. No, <laughs> but the thing is, I have got what was there. I've got, I've copied and pasted it from an old one. Um And I've got the one that I used on the Flare episode. I wrote you the best <laughs> intro ever on that Flare episode. And you can make it. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I, I feel so bad because I actually, what just happened recently, I have an extra, because now I'm doing the, the grading thing. So now mm. I have like extra surfers that I'm okay with letting go because I know the grade of one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a, a buyback for oh. one of the guys you had on who's making the buyback. Uh, Dennis. Or... Dennis Gold. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I messaged him. So he he said he does need it. So I'm waiting for him to see if he still wants to grab it when he does. I, I told him just to give me a, the price on it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, like if he has comps on it, I don't give it. Yeah. I'm not going to. You know Dennis I mean? is cool. Yeah, Dennis exactly. Cool. I'm not going to argue with that stuff. But, yeah. So I offered it to him. I uh, Who was it? Keith. Keith mentioned it to me. And I was like, oh, that's right. So... But hopefully Good. he picks it up. He can finish that collection. That's a tough set, man. Buybacks, an, buybacks are tough sets to finish. It's set. I mean, the number of people that have finished. Uh, hello, by the way, hello, everybody. Welcome. Hope you've had a good week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we forget it's not just the two of us. That's right. No. We're in a crowded room, but we just can't see the people that are here. Um, they only notice each other. They only notice each other. The number of people who have now... Well, I say the number of people. I still think it's on one hand. You could probably do it. Have done a full buyback set from Flew Ultra X Men 2018. You know, they did the yeah. buybacks from either the 94 or the 95 set. And there's there no are, way there's more than five. Uh, uh, well, we know one, obviously, Alan, Mr. Funksum. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've seen at least two other people commenting. Oh, guess what happened with it. Alan? Mr. Funksum. got the Havoc sketch. Oh, the, the one, one he was jonesing for. Wow. Oh, that's yep. brilliant. That's yep. brilliant. Our buddy, our buddy reached out to us. And oh. he was like, okay, so I have it. I know he's looking for it. Do you want to reach out and see if he has it? So I emailed him and he's all ecstatic. So hopefully oh, wow. we get an update. So I'm happy he got it. That just oh, happened cool. like two or three days ago. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So well, I don't, I don't cool. know if Alan listens because Alan is furiously busy with the stuff that he gets he's up to in, crazy busy in, no, in no, no. real world life um which i don't fully understand but it's business well it's funny because like the guy who wanted to sell it was like oh i think mr fuxen wanted this because i heard it on the podcast and i was mm. like what a great thing yeah. to have you know what i mean because whoever it is podcast. that has it i remember when the episode dropped he posted it on group and said sorry not sorry kind of thing sorry not like, sorry this time, I, thought, yeah. I thought well Hey, because Alan doesn't use social media at all, so he wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. But I thought, I thought, how mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna flex. You know, I'm just gonna flex. I'm just gonna People flex. enjoy their sketches. They do. The sketch they community do. is an interesting one. They do. So this is one. this is part two of last week's where we started on questions and we did the whole thing about NY um, New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, so at the top of this episode, we had Simone Bianchi. 
Yeah, baby. Because last week we had Peach Momoko. So the two two people that at least two people that you met. Um you're well, probably thinking, what about the uh the intro love for Eric Eric Gist? Oh, guys. Yeah, baby. I'm very pronounced your name. Sorry, Eric. I know we keep butchering that, and it would take me no time at all to go back and actually listen to how you yourself pronounce it. <laughs> and yet I've not done that, so I apologize. Um, um, so you're probably thinking, well, he, you met him as well, so we need to do an intro. For yes. him, so we'll do it. We'll use his um, as soon as we can after episode 150, awesome. which will be next He's week so nice. as people listen to this. Wow. Giant sized 150th. Episodes. We're doing back. issues now. Hope everyone knows. Yeah, we changed issues. it from yeah. episode. We messed up. This will it's be issue. Now. Well, it's issue. going to be issue from 150. From 150. I'm going to start sorry. doing it from 150. 150. Yeah, that's I'm a good way to start, start doing it from 150. Um, yeah. So, Simone, ciao, Simone, we love you. Um, ciao, Gloria, um, you're uh, yes. bellissimo. Um, and last week, I also, because. Um, even though we've only just talked about it and we don't know if we can do it yet, I'm aiming to put the videos up of us talking onto our YouTube. So hopefully this one will be up there and people can see it because yeah. last week, and hopefully I'll put last week's up as well so that people can watch that as well. Um, um, I opened some, or I told you about the amazing Spider-Man Panini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, you didn't know. Should we open a couple? Let's open a couple. Hell yeah. Let's open Please. a couple. So they come in these they come in these kind of very Those thin. Are great. Yeah, they're very thin. And they're kind of wax paper. They're waxy paper, mm-hmm. kind of like it's kinda of like what the other ones were in, right? Like yeah, the exactly the same. And the verses. Exactly the same. Exactly the okay. same. Um the and they've got multiple designs of them, but you can't open them easily for toffee. I mean you really can't. Um oh, they you have, have to different Spider Man. Yeah, they, cool. there's about seven or eight of them. Um Oh. So the best way to do it, because it's very, very super easy, because it's very, uh-huh. very super easy to bend the card or the sticker. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to do this across the back. And I can already see the back of the card because the card is always at the back, you see. There's the awesome. corner of the card. So Ian opened the, the flap on the middle. Yeah, so you kind of tear it across the middle. Got it. Kind and of then, curled it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you've got that enough you're not to just... pulling on a cur- corner. No, you got yeah, enough there, you there go. to just rip it further, so that you're you've you're now exposed the top end. So that's now clear, and then you just pull that down at the front, and it just comes off Love straight it. away. So we're going to look at the sticker first. So there's a sticker. Ah, uh, oh, Web of Spider-Man, Web Black Spider-Man, suit. Web of Spider-Man number one sticker. Uh, sticker cool. number sixty-six, and then we've got. So yeah, that's. 81. So you can see some of them are interior panels oh. as well. So they're not all Very kind cool. of front covers. Uh, the cards are all front covers. Classic. Uh, then there's this one here, which is Spider-Man No More. That interior panel. That's Beautiful John Romita Senior that. artwork. Um, wow. That's nice. Now, the one thing I will say is because everyone expects this to follow the same conventions as American cards, it doesn't mean there's a regular version of this, and this is a foil parallel. It's just that right. this sticker is always foil. That's just some of the stickers are foil, nice. some of them aren't. That's just the way it goes. Oh. And some of them have borders, you know. Um, so that's that one. Cool. And then this is car. This is sticker number two. It's part of a four-part thing. So there's it makes up oh, a four-part cool. picture. So stickers one, two, yeah. three, and four. Mary Jane picture. in the background yeah. and Gwen Stacy. Oh, cool. oh, I should check that background to make sure that cat's. Oh yeah. Oh. Smart. Right, this is the card. 
Hey-o. So as I, as I said, the front covers are issues, uh, uh, front covers of issues, one for every year that wow. the comic has been running from um, 62 to 2022. Yes, I can do math. Um, <laughs> so um, <laughs> so this, is, this is issue one. So it's not issue one, really. It's issue four, 16 or whatever legacy is um, from 1999. So the backs that's are very so plain. Cool. You know, they don't really do much on the back. It doesn't tell you anything. The only thing that's different is that bit, with the issue number and the mm. year, and that yeah. bit with the um, thing. But it's cool. So that is cool. I'm, I I'm love hoping. that concept, though, a lot. Yeah. That's I'm, awesome. And they're really nicely executed. They've kind of got a border around it, as you can see. They've put a border. And Does that make an image, that border, or is that yeah, the same across the board? Not at all. It's the same across the board. The The oh. confusing thing is on the back, there's kind of a spotted dotted line border, if you can see. But it's always oh, at weird. that angle. So it always looks miscut. Oh, Do you see what I mean? Oh, I just it. the, it's just the, the design of it. And there's one going That's down weird. the side as well. And it is really strange because when you look at it, you think... Sure, that's uh, something happened. But no, they're they're perfect. I mean, you know, no shoes. Yeah, they look perfect. I mean, the centering on that's you know, pretty clean too, from what I can that, see. That's panini for you. Um, so, oh, I've actually right? pressed something on my screen. Hang on, let's get that. There we go. Right, let's open another one of these. This is the joys of um having a video format that we will probably upload. You can still, you can for, those, that for those for those of the pack opening you know, for those listening on audio. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Right. Uh, 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 let's get this out. Right. What we got there? That's Craven. Craven yelling in the rain. Uh, there we go. Oh, that's such a good storyline. That's great. such a good storyline. That is. That's oh, Craven's. Cool. Is that Craven's last hunt? Yeah. No. It looks like it. Yeah. I think it is. Anyway, what we got there? Spider-Man oh, Noir. Yeah. Uh. Now that's foil seven. Now some of them they're numbered one to one six two, but there is a subset of foils. There's twenty six of them. Oh, foil really? seven, that's and nice. I think in the center of the binder there's just a, a little Spider Verse thing, and that's what the foils oh. go into. But the weird thing is they're called they're called F seven on the back, but not all of them are foil, which is weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I love that because that's not. Well, but it kind of is. It kind nice, of is. Though. It's got a shine to it. It's got a kind of a yeah, shine. Yeah, I see it. I can see a little shine to it. Strange. Um, interior panel one. Peter and MJ. Oh, nice. uh, and. Oof. The Loto. Yeah. So some of the artwork on them is brilliant. That's that's a, that's a foil one as well. F15. Wow. Um, but you can, I don't know if you can see, but that's a, when when you peel that off, you don't get the full sticker. It's kind of the. Yeah. You got the circle. I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. So some of them aren't, you know, full sticker things. And then, oh, there we go. Hey, oh. There's the card. Oh, that's so that's issue um, 112 from 1972, out. Spidey Cops Out. Such a good cover. Great cover. I mean, they're all iconic covers. They're brilliant. So, yeah, those cards, I'm really enjoying those. Right, two more packs, and then we'll get on to the questions that we didn't finish from last week. Um, oh, that's right. Um, which I'm really looking forward to getting back into. There's some good ones. I like the questions. The questions are always really there's fun. Some good ones. That's because there's very, very intelligent, mature, responsible people who listen to our podcast and contribute well, in the group whenever we ask for questions. Except for one, you know, and, and he's you Canadian. You know who you are, yeah, Erna. Um, <laughs> I've just remembered what he's put. 
Oh, you're going to love it. The best. They're I got to do a video it. chat with him. There we go. Way. So that's F17, one of the foils. That's cool. There's really some good cool, artwork actually. in those. Good artwork in What kind of Spidey is that? I have no idea. Um, yeah. And we'll be kind. Some of these are upside down. What's that? That's issue. That's sticker 121. That's, that's just kind of a big rumble. That's the thing. Awesome. Being a character collector, you've got to very carefully study these. <laughs> Tell me. You've got to very carefully Gosh. study these to make sure your character's not in Always. there somewhere. Always. So I wouldn't Just be at all surprised if Black Cat was like somewhere. Yep. Um, we've got here. And this is, ah, oh, that's a Daily Bugle. That's an internal kind of pinup thing. The day at the Daily Bugle. That's from kind of one of the early issues. Might be one of, from one of the annuals, actually. A special oh. Spidey pinup. Yeah, they used to do those in the annuals. Um. And then, so the last kind of 20 or 30 stickers, actually, when you stick them in, they stick in and they form part of a comic book story. Yeah. On the page. Um, And I think that's one of the first ones of those. Um, Mm. And then we have issue 546, brand new day. That's card 49 from 2008. Wow. Brilliant. Now, can you imagine how good this would look in a CGC slab? Next to yeah, uh, look really cool. Famous. I love these cards, man. They're really they're so cool. They're so good. Right, one more. To so go. nice. One more. You to know, go. it's funny. I just on the forums on the CGC forums, I actually just put up a character collecting form. Oh, I saw you just posted that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just posted that. I don't know what compelled me to do that, but I thought it'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. just to see people, you know, to see how people collect and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I, our friend. I think our friend, I think we know him, the Punish, the guy who collects Punisher Hardcore. Oh, Chris, um, can't remember his name. Forget but... his last name. He was on there, Submariner, and and uh, I forgot who else was on there. I just saw, but so that's we cool. have here. That's um, that's a sticker, sticker one twenty three, but it's a comic cover sticker. Uh-huh. Into the Earth, which is somewhere in the six hundreds, cool. if I remember. Yeah, six six five. Wow, Verminized. That's cool. Brilliant. Uh, and then we've got who's this? That's Venomized uh, Gwen. So Gwenum. <laughs> Brilliant. She looks awesome. And then ah uh, yeah, no, see like I said, some of the stickers are comic covers. Look at those. That's cool. That's actually this one is my favorite ever Spider-Man story. Goes one oh seven really? to one ten in Spectacular Spider-Man. It's when they were trying dark stuff, and it's the oh. Sin Eater storyline. Oh, uh, written by Peter David, him. yeah, and it's pretty full on. It, it starts off with Gene DeWolf getting shotgunned, <laughs> goes downhill from there. Um, oh. and then of course, you got the Spider Man Unlimited there with Ben Riley and Spidey from the 90s. That's crazy. And then, so, those are stickers. So, I'm keeping this comic cover stickers as well. And then the card issue 200 Ew. of Spectacular Spider Man, which I think you saw last week. That's a great cover. It's a great cover. That's Sabashema artwork. I love Sabashema. But look at the gloss. You can really see the gloss on that. See, it's just on the characters there. So sick. It's really well done. And it's on the lettering as well. I need to nice. get better better condition ones for Surfer. That Versus one and the Delota one are not in the best of shape. Oh, from the versus um, 2022. And the 80th, yeah. It's such a shame because I have like three or four copies, but they're, they're just not very To cool. be honest with you, I think a lot of it is about, I mean, you've seen the packs. You've seen what they're like. 
you know, I've yeah. opened these oh. stickers now. If I leave Did you these... see the 80th has an Italian and a Brazil? We talked about that, right? I had to get the other Oh, one. you mentioned, yeah. Is this on the cards? It's on the back on the copyright. Oh, that means I'm going to have to get multiple. I know, sorry. Okay, all right. Um, so these stickers, perfectly flat. I've just opened them. If I leave them in here, just out in the air like that, in 24 hours or so, the top one will have curled up like that. Oh. Just because they're thin. That's just because just what they do. They're so if you thin, don't stick yeah. them down, yeah. Um, and they so look vacuum packed in the, the yeah, thing too. They so. are. They are. They are sealed. So, um, so the thing is with these, if you're intended to keep them separately and not stick them in a book, put them in a card like a deck sleeve or something like that, pretty much straight away. Because yeah. you don't need to see the back. You know, you don't need no. to see the back. So just put them in a deck protector sleeve. Oh. They tend to be a bit thicker and they've got the full backs on them. Um, They're sturdy. Yeah. yeah. So I use the ones that Upper Deck do for their legendary games. Oh, yeah, they're nice. So, That's cool. And you can, t- you know, I've got some with Spidey on the back as well. So when you turn it over, oh, it's perfect then. So, yeah. So that's what I do. Right. Let's get back to these questions. Question. Hello. Question. Right. Here we go. So now, fortunately, on my phone, I've, you see, I put a little green tick on the ones that we did last week. So I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Um, I do. Right. Now, where, where to start? Where to start? Well, actually, this is a good place to start because we just mentioned his name. So we will invoke him. Tony Perna asks, do you like all sets from UD? Do you like that all sets from Upper Deck seem to include characters that shouldn't be there, e.g. Mr. Sinister in the recent Spider-Man Metal Universe set, Um, to which um, a guy called Matt Knoxall followed up and said, Tony, why use him instead of the Punisher? Would have made for some great comic cut cards. And he's right. Um, No, I don't like it, as you could tell from my... um, thoughts on Spidey Metal Universe. So like there's 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 at least twenty characters that had no business whatsoever being in that set. Agreed. I just don't I just don't get it. It didn't make sense. It didn't, it make, didn't sense. make sense. There's not a lot of like I don't know. It's just really upsetting, man. Yeah. Like I you know like I don't get like they have this one card in there of Aunt May and Uncle Ben and they're at a dinner table and they're kind of looking at each other lovingly. Yeah. Like they could have just had that. I mean, I know you need a high and low, but they could have had that as like a high as a low, and then a high one of them together, and yeah. just have rather than have separate cards. freaking cards yeah. instead of having forty something cards. Yeah, with Ben and Aunt May everywhere. Like it just feels like, especially with the types of characters like Sinister and stuff like that. There's no like theme. Like I, I mean, like cards. Card, I don't know. Like. You know, it's funny, like I've been doing, and I promise this comes back to the point of, of Tony's question, but like I've been looking at cards more intensely now because of the stupid grading thing that I got my idiotic self into. And <laughs> it, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It does not, things, it, it just doesn't compare. The 90 stuff is so beyond anything that's happening, really. You know what I mean? Like a few cart sets here and there are nice modern wise, but like they're just so spot on design wise. They're interesting. They do something mm-hmm. like it just feels like it's really hard to compare to what was done then to what is being doing, being done now, yeah. now, now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like they're just so 
purposeful and they feel interesting. They feel like weird things. Like, for instance, like the best part of Spider-Man Metal is the retro animated cards, hands mm. down, mm. right? Between the design, the character choice, the, the, the die cuts in them, like those are like, that's Marvel cards, in my opinion. Like those are interesting. Or like the way the comic cuts are designed. Yeah. Like we were talking about the border. Like that's yeah. really fun and interesting. But like zooming in so closely on characters, using the same art across palladiums and low and high, having that many parallels. I don't mm. know, man. Like and, and it's, it doesn't stop at character choice. It's 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 it goes deeper than that. You know what mm. I mean? Like mm. if you're gonna make a set and charge people that kind of money for it. Everything from top to bottom needs to be purposeful and designed and have some yeah. kind of theme because yeah. otherwise there's no longevity to the product and well, like Black Diamond. To pay money for it. Black Diamond made total sense. Yes. From top to bottom, every card, every, per, every everything had purpose, everything had design, mm-hmm. everything had something to it that would ensure the longevity and the historical significance of the card set. And as of right now, like they can't keep doing this where sets are coming out and not only is QC an issue, quality control, but also like the content of the set doesn't make sense. Mm. I, I don't know. Like I hate, I hate to go off on a tangent like that, but no, that's I'm, fine. I'm not very that's happy fine. with that direction at all. No, it doesn't I mean, make I, sense. I'd rather have had less cards and have them all Spidey focused for a that's set my that's point. branded like, to be Spidey. You know, I'd have rather it. Have, have it as 50 cards, and 50. Like, that's it. I'd rather like, have a strong 50 than a weak 100. <laughs> doesn't make sense yeah. mm. it doesn't make sense like i'd rather have less than have so much mm-hmm. of stuff that's not necessarily mm-hmm. needed or wanted or desired mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense or rather actually i'd rather have something that divides equally by nine <laughs> i'd rather that, have a bro? solid like, 81 how do you not know i'd rather have a solid 81 yeah or solid 72 you have it divided yeah. by nine that's just that's just, purposeful i mean i know i know a lot of people are storing stuff in like one touches and card bins these days and top no but like touches cards, and things like that but still cards are nine pages yeah like like that's that's essential to the history of cards it's yeah. like they're in nine and especially with marvel marvel had so many sets where the nine page made a full image mm-hmm. right like the marvel universe or um danger room jesus danger room and the right? Lee classic Jim Lee yeah, Lee mm. they made nine page battle scenes or team ups or like yep. had this really cool construction in them or the three things like in fully ultra spiral oh, with hildebrand yeah the triptychs. yeah like those things are essential to the hobby type of thing man when you start making 100 200 that kind mm. of stuff you're just doing that because your numbers are like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Tony followed up with, please ask the powers that be at Upper Deck why they don't give artists reasons why sketch cards are rejected. Um, yep. So we're, 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 so I've just read that out. So powers that be at Upper Deck, please. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's not them that reject it. It's Marvel, as I understand it. But there understand. needs to be some kind of form letter. Well, you can't uh, have yes. these artists working for pennies and I then agree. have them do all this work and then it's thrown away. I and agree. that's that's just a real shame because I've seen a I lot agree. of cards rejected mm. that if those cards came into the market, they'd be legendary sketch cards. Mm-hmm. Like people would would really mm-hmm. cherish those pieces and mm-hmm. they, they would be the you know the centerpieces for a lot of collections. Mm. So it's a it's a complete shame. Mm. I think that there's an issue there. There's not that many people at Marvel who can and do approve stuff. Yeah, as in true. it could just I mean, be one I know person. They're swamped. 
um, that person could be just really busy and the Disneyfication, the Disneyfication of Marvel and their brand guidelines just to what isn't, isn't acceptable and or what isn't, what doesn't, doesn't fit what Disney want Marvel characters to now look like in this modern day and age. But what that, you I do mean, those is, are the challenges. But the thing, it's very easy. You just make a template email. You have 10 reasons, 10 universal reasons. You make a template email you put in one of those 10 reasons, a sentence or two, mm-hmm. brief. It doesn't have to be specific for every mm-hmm. artist to the point where the artist is getting you know, notes that detail their work specifically. Just enough where you'd be like, hey, this is it. This is the one particular guideline. Yep. That yep. was that, that was circumvent that was you know made an issue, and this is why we've had to reject these. Unfortunately, we guarantee that they are you know stored and dest- they're destroyed or whatever they do with them, which yeah. is another thing I have a question about. Um, that's it. That's all it requires because the artists, at least the artists that I know that are getting rejected, the ones I speak to personally, they're smart enough to know to to once they hear the reason that they'll, you know, they understand how to yeah. circumvent that issue because yeah. they don't want to see their hard work just yeah. tossed to the side like that or, you know, thrown away, which is what it should be, but whatever. The thing is if, but the thing is, if you were doing that, if you were doing a work for someone, even as a, even as a freelancer or sole proprietor or contractor, you, you know, uh, you know, even at my office, you know, my, if, if my boss had an issue, it actually give me reasons and there'd be feedback, there'd be constructive yeah. feedback and I'd know what 100%. to what to do to improve things for the next time. So it's just, I don't know, it just feels a bit rude. It feels but, very rude. It feels yeah. very rude because people are putting a lot of work into these things and mm. people paying very good money for these things. Mm. Tony has also asked, he's got two more questions. Tony has asked, is it true? Hundred percent. That's the end of it. <laughs> That's the end. Uh, Tony's final question doesn't actually have a question mark after it. Radish. That's it. He knows radish. how much radish upsets me. Radish. I don't know why he brings this stuff up. Is that, he knows is that, how personally it, affected I am. I think by it's. Radish. I think. I think radish might actually be Tony's safe word. <laughs> let's not go there um, I was about to say something now I'm no, no let's not go there let's not go there moving on moving on radish um, <laughs> radish so we're, we're going to go on we're going to go on to no, other no, stuff I'm sorry look. I have to ask Ian safe word and it can only be food what do you cucumber pick? mine's pineapple yeah no it's the one that it's the one that we used when we were talking to upper deck <laughs> That's said, right. Do you remember? That's right. Grant. That's right. Yes, Grant, Grant yeah, actually yeah. emailed me once and just said reply. In reply, I just said cucumber. Cucumber. <laughs> it just makes me up. That's oh, the best. Um, so I'm sorry. We, we are we are we are being a little bit harsh on you at the moment, Upper Deck, but it all comes from a place of love. Um, Kevin Moses asks from a place of love and frustration. When will Upper Deck stop using recycled art from the different sets? Spider-Man Metal Universe has recycled art that we used in Marvel Ages, a set that was released yep. two years prior to Spider-Man Metal Universe. Uh, so, I mean, I think we talked about it here, and I'm pretty sure Upper Deck have mentioned it. They have a library that they choose from that that is made available to them of art that they can use on the um, when it's not an original art set. I'm, I, I think, the challenge that I I think is that they're going to that well and it's not being refreshed 
you know, it's a pool of art. It's turned more into a bit of a swamp. Apparently, it's way more <laughs> than just a few images. Like right. Tony from Upper Deck said that. Like he said it was like oh, really? a well. Like it was it was a massive thing. And in my opinion, that's atrocious. Like that's that's what I heard. Because that, I asked the same question when Upper Deck did the Spider-Man Metal Review thing. I went on there and I asked him. I was like, hey. You know, oh, that I, was the focus was very, group thing that, that uh-huh. did, yeah. and I was super polite. I was mm. super polite because I'm, I, you know, obviously, you know, it's a job for them like anything else. Yeah. And people, you know, are tired or whatever the case is. So again, this is not a, an attack. This is more just like a critique and and my personal opinion of things. But I asked. I was like, you know, I'm seeing art being used in a very strange way across different inserts you know i don't think it's right that you have the same art you're using for a base card on a palladium i don't think it's right that i'm seeing a character and their art is spanning across three different sets used over and over again and you know i don't think it's right to see these kind of zooms and crops that completely you know destroy the essence of the character it makes the card very unpeeling and these are very high profile characters you know could you you know explain the reason why those choices are being made is that something marvel's forcing you to do are these you know things that you've had to change for copyright issues like really trying to give some leeway yeah yeah yeah. apparently they're going to look into it and the person who's choosing the art and there's a, a big library and they should have enough images i'm telling you right now I'm saying this right now. There is no reason for those three things to be happening. If it is something that's being controlled by Marvel, that's the only reason. But the zoom in, mm. that's wrong. 100%. Using the same art from the insert set to the base. In the same no set. Reason. Yeah, that's just. There's no reason for the Palladiums to have the same art on the base card in a lot of cases. Yeah. There is no reason for that. Mm. There's no reason for that at all. And it's not, and look, I'm all about using artwork um, from the comic books on cards. I don't always need it to be original art. I'm not one of those people. Like I want to see, I want to see famous iterations because every, here's the thing a lot of people forget sometimes that every character has a string of artists that they have had had to do interpretations of them for particular runs on their issues. Yep. Spider-Man has some, Black Black Cat has some, Super Silver Surfer has some. Yeah, Silver Surfer Black, that collect. was very different, wasn't it? Yeah, Silver Surfer Black by mm. Treadmore and Donnie Cates. Like, there are a lot of different renditions of surfers. Garney, Buscema, you know what I mean, Kirby. Like, I want to see, uh, you know, Morbius. I want to see all those different renditions of surfer eventually make it into a card. Because for me in collecting... That's key. That's yeah. awesome. You know, but like, for instance, in Spider-Man Metal, uh, we got Todd McFarlane uh, Venom in a high series. Brilliant. That's something people have been wanting. The crop looked good. The card sits well. It, it looks nice. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure that image was used maybe once or twice somewhere else, but maybe in comic images. I can't remember. Very few Todd McFarlane Very few times pieces I've seen have been that. used by Apodec. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's been a lot because I was going through all the cards for the um signature series for CGC thing and it just there's not a lot out there. Mm. Not really. Um but anyway, that's super important to collectors. But you know what? You need a person who's sitting in that chair at Upper Deck who's picking out these images who knows what is up. Yeah, like you can't have someone there who's also picking Michael like pictures of sports yeah. things. Yeah, it should just I be someone who works about. in creative. 
should, should be someone, someone who knows the, in non-sport yeah. who's who has enough of a finger on the pulse of pulp culture mm. to be able to siphon through these things and say okay we've only had this and also just keep a database keep a record of when you lost that's it, it. Yeah. just mm. say hey here are the artists here are the characters we used here's the set that they come from yes does it take a little bit of work sure but look at your product at the end of it each pro you, your inspiration too for what images to pick becomes a lot easier because you're not just like looking in the dark. You're like, oh, we've never used a Ron Garden yeah. Silver Surfer before. Let's go to the library, let's pick an image, and boom, now we have a surfer from Ron Garden. Mm. That's it. I don't know. I, I, I'm that's been that's the one thing that's lost my mind really recently with with product from yeah. Deck. Yeah, yeah, it's just not right. Kevin Moses also goes on to ask. Oh, sorry, I've got to have a stretch. Oh. No, I've been yawning. I don't know why I'm yawning. I feel so embarrassed. Well, I had a like, I had, well. It's, it's it's relatively early morning for you still. It's only just after ten yeah, or whatever true. it is. I, you know, I've had lunch yeah. and I I slightly overdid it at lunch, and I've got a big meal to come up for the evening. So I'm kind of ready for a nana nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could just quite happily just put my feet up and, and have some fifteen minutes shut eye. Um, Kevin Moses goes on to ask also. Is Upper Deck ever going to address the distributors who constantly gouge prices and continuously manipulate the market? I'm looking squarely at David Adams and Steel City about this question. Um, I, well, I, I mean, you know, Upper Deck listened to this podcast, so I, I kind of just want to leave that hanging in the air. I'd love for Upper Deck to at some point come on and talk to us properly about this because I'm I'm slightly uneasy where it says, we have nothing to do with the prices. That's completely out of our hands. I, I just don't quite buy that because you're making the products. So um, there's something slightly broken about the system for, for my money and for everyone's money because it's costing them more money than it should be. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, I would love for someone at Upper Deck to actually properly talk to us about that. Now, I'm going to caveat that to say that Upper Deck are a private company, so they're under no obligation to talk to, to to us about that at all because no of course not the nature of their business is that they don't you know they, they don't have to talk to any of us we're lucky that they've come no. and spoke to us a much. No, they're awesome. but yeah. i would love for someone who really knows how the the distribution network is set up at upper deck would actually come on and properly like lay it out and explain why it works the way it does and at least give us some sort of understanding of why the decision was made to do that now i have a feeling i know why but it's only guesswork on my part and i have a feeling that it works the way it does because when EPAC came out, Upper Deck needed to appease all the big distributors that were carrying the bulk of their sports product. And so there was a very favorable deal that non-sports just has to fit into. So I have a feeling that the, the deal, the way it works, is to, is to keep that distributor network sweet because of EPAC. I but mean, I, don't I, don't know the, I don't know if that's the case or not. And I'm not saying we'll ever find out, but that's my... But what I'd love to do... You know, someone like um, Keith Boyle or Phil, um, yeah, uh, Paul Zenisek, who both own businesses, you both actually understand how that distribution network works and how it is laid out, and they've actually posted in group. And I, I've, I've read what they've written, but I still don't completely understand it. You know, when you're reading something and you're like, I know this is a perfectly reasonable and logical way of um, 
explaining this, but I'm reading it and I'm just rereading it and I just it's just not <laughs> going in. So right. what I'd love to do is maybe we do an episode first with one of those guys just so that they can break down how it is for everyone. Um, yeah, I think that's all I think I've people would love. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the problem that I have with so much of this that's a mute. is that. <laughs> so many strange angles like i understand upper deck has to make its money yeah and if you know they're not selling spider-man metal for 500 and something dollars on epac or whatever it was and everybody else is selling it for 500 or something dollars you know that's money mm. on the table i get that no i get that that yeah, makes yeah. sense to me i understand but the problem is that you have digital cards in your packs <laughs> that's an issue yeah and you're charging that price for a physical product that doesn't have digital cards like that makes me a little confused on why that price point is existing there. And and the truth is, here's the thing. Marvel card fans, all of us, we pay for this stuff. People don't know that, but we are a tight community and we don't mess around. We, we buy this stuff out. It disappears. It's not because of the little sports card guy or, you know, some curator or someone on YouTube yelling out about something has nothing about do those guys at all or any of the pump and dump garbage. It's the people who collect this thing since the nineties that come mm-hmm. back and buy this stuff and buy you out. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who do this. We're the ones that hold on to it. That's something for everybody to remember. Yeah. And you know what? That ties in perfectly with the next question from our friend from Hawaii, Chris. Uh, anyway, I think I've pronounced I your him. name properly, Chris. <laughs> Chris is lovely, by the way, since we had him on. I love Chris. Um, he's such a lovely guy. Such a lovely I guy. I kind of want to reach out. I'm, I'm going to reach out and give you an audio hug. And in fact, there we go. I'm doing it too. There we go. There we go, like Chris. It. That's for you. This is nice. Group hug. Yeah. So, um, great. <laughs> Chris, and this was, this was weeks ago he typed this. I hope it's not too late to submit a question for Sunday. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry that this one is long. Feel free to edit or condense. It's not long. It's actually only two sentences. Um, Undoubtedly, you're aware of the turbulence that Marvel cards have seen over the past couple of years. Turbulence? Turbulence? I know nothing about these beaks. I'm I'm kidding. Um, Frustration from long-time collectors, the influx of investors and sports card collectors, PMG mania, blaster flippers, etc. Where does the Marvel card collecting hobby go from here? Is the hobby irreparably broken or are these just growing pains that will create a more diverse but stronger Marvel car community? So, funny story. I was talking to someone who is a longtime comic book collector mm. and basically I've been working grading comic books for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I was having a personal conversation with this person and we were talking about, I was talking about this hobby because they wanted to understand Marvel cards a little bit more. And they were like, this is so funny. This is exactly what happened to comic books. And I was like, that's interesting. What do you mean? And she was like, well, basically what it is now is that anybody who has any of these books that are like truly million dollar books, things that don't exist on the market, is controlled by five or six people. And those five or six people either die sell or you never see the light of the day again 
And that's kind of what happened with sketch cards, old school sketch cards for Marvel, right? A lot of these old school Marvel sketch cards are controlled by six, seven people. Basically, unfortunately, you're either waiting for someone to decide to sell one, you get something that they really needed to trade, or unfortunately, they pass away for whatever reason, hopefully old age, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, that's usually what happens there. I think eventually the different pockets of Marvel cards will do the same in terms of PMGs, which I'm not very interested in on that end. You know, you'll have the six or seven people who have the crazy stuff and they'll trade amongst each other and it'll just be a circle. 26 of them. That, (laughs) I love that. That was good. That was really good. Um, And then you'll have the same thing with MM and then you'll have the same thing with whatever other set. Yeah. The truth is, I had this experience, and this might sound corny, and it's definitely because it's coming from me. It's definitely going to be corny, or or you know, or or special, as someone commented to me recently. I said that too much, which really upset me. Um, but I was looking at the hologram, which is one of my favorite cards from night to the 1994 Marvel Universe. Oh yeah, 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 Surfer. yeah, yeah. And I was just, I just looked at it, and I was just like going through the collection because again, I'm doing the grading thing, which. I, I, I'm less excited about the grading. I'm more excited about looking back at these cards and really looking at them again, mm. which I always look at them, but I'm getting to look at them again. And I'm just kind of like transported. And I just remember that initial feeling I had about Marvel mm. cards and how exciting I was, how excited I was to see them and, and experience them at that point. Mm. And then I'm going through the metal blaster and I'm going through my flare and I'm going through my Marvel universe and my master, my old masterpieces. And I'm kind of like, Maybe this is where it's at for me. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I make a hard line at 2013 or 2012 beginnings for Surfer, and that's it. And 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 be happy with that. And I got to be honest, like, and saying it out loud, you know, obviously it puts a little bit of a target, you know, on me and all this other weird stuff. But I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, and I'm enjoying the cards, mm-hmm. like we always talk about. And I think that's where I'm just gonna be. To be honest with you, I think that's where I'm going to go. I think that's the future of Marvel cards for me is that yeah. my appreciation for the ones that got me into the hobby will deepen. And here's the other thing to say about that. I think that will change from person to person. Like a good friend of mine, Alonzo, who's really into Spider-Man Metal, that guy loves Spider-Man Metal. Mm-hmm. He went hardcore into it. He's bought tons of it hasn't really sold any he sold one card basically since he's bought all the product and he's he was a pokemon collector always loved spider-man finally got into spider-man metal was able to like buy a lot of the cards that he wanted because he was able to like buy a lot of the product and he's as happy as a clam (laughs) you know what i mean that that's his set and i think i think that's if there is a way to answer that question without being too long when i've been talking forever now is that i do think people are going to find the sets and the cards that mean something to them and they'll just come back to those instead of trying to as we you know collect them all you know what i mean because i i just don't think that's the future of card collecting anymore it's not collecting all and i I think that's the biggest growing pain of all this yeah gotta catch them all gotta catch them all and that process started with well it certainly it already started by then i think it definitely happened with masterpieces 2016 
because that set yeah. made master sets unobtainium. Um, but it was already happening with, uh, with the size of Marvel Beginnings. I mean, I was watching was um, Keith and Amanda talk on um, on Instagram yesterday, and um, Keith Boyle, and he was saying that he's still got some holograms to go for Marvel Beginnings because they're so, you know, uh, they, I mean, they are truly difficult to get. They were a monster to find. Mm. They were really tough. And they They're weren't really selling to... very high. No. But the, when you, they weren't selling very high with the ones you found. And that's yeah. because a lot of people don't realize that, yes, Marvel cards were not always expensive. But you know what? And I'm going to say this publicly. 100%. The stuff that was in really good condition that people really loved, you can't find. Mm. That wasn't just everywhere on eBay. All the yeah. extra stuff you saw on ComC and eBay yeah. before the boom and all stuff, that was stuff that people left over because yeah. it wasn't in high grade. And that yeah. stuff was just sitting there because everyone else had a complete set who was going to have a complete set. That's why you found those holograms or PMGs from 2013 and all this stuff around because that was the leftovers from yeah. the the great uh, <laughs> the great scavenger hunt of building sets. You know, yes. people don't realize that now. Like, there's a lot of cards from MM16, uh, 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 an orange silver surfer tier four, is sitting on eBay for two ninety nine, or whatever it is. It, you know, and 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 that card's sitting there. It's because people have their sets built. You know what I mean? Mm. People have these completed and stuff, and it's a lot of money to spend on these cards. But yeah, I, I guess my point is that it's not that the cards were once cheap, now they're expensive, or People just didn't know, and now they're super expensive. All that's just irrelevant. The point is that the people who collected these cards, who really cherish these cards, and there are a lot of them, keep them. Mm. People forget that. Look at Keith. Keith has yeah. been doing this for a while. Yeah. For him to have what he has from beginnings and from what we talked about privately, that man mm. has been doing this for a while. Yeah. And that stuff he gets is keeping. Like yeah. that's locked away. Yeah, deep six somewhere in his closet. That's that's yeah. never going to see the light of daytime. One hell of a closet. The amount of stuff. No, it's a one hell of a closet. No, it is I mean, one hell of a closet. He's not even, and he and he like he's one of the biggies, obviously, but he's not even the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's people we don't even know. Oh, yeah. that oh, absolutely. This stuff. There's loads. You know what I mean? There's loads. Crazy, crazy, crazy people who I keep thinking of this this really time. terrible movie about an underwater thing called Deep Star Six. And Star I keep Six. thinking I've of that. that. No, Deep Star Six. It's called. It's some underwater Deep base. Star let me just Six. let me just let me just quickly Google this. So this is fascinating <laughs> listing for everyone. Um, to the but you keep saying Deep Six, and it's not it's not an podcast. expression I'm aware of. But Deep Star Six was a 1989 film. Uh, it's a science fiction horror film. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, um, a group of Navy engineers are building an underwater base when they inadvertently disturb the lair of a gigantic creature. And it's got Greg Evigan, Matt McCoy, Miguel Ferrer, Nancy Everhard. I mean, proper, like, chewy C-list people. Oh, wow. Cindy Pickett. I mean, I recognise these names. Matt McCoy was on a really good episode of um, uh, Star Trek Next Generation playing Devin... Devon Nani Rell, I believe his name was the, the character. <laughs> Greg Evigan was in My Two Dads. Miguel Ferrer, of course, he was in Robocop, passed away a few years ago. Well, the and phrase Deep Six, color. I think I might have used it wrong, but the phrase Deep Six is in former North America, Deep Sixed for past uh, past tense, and it says destroy or dispose of something and it, 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 irreversibly. Or oh, wow. Okay. Something. 
So it's like deep sixing, like evidence and stuff. Where the hell yeah. did I pick up that word? I don't know. But basically, what, <laughs> what you're saying, what, that shit. Well, that's fantastic. always been in my head let's, too. Let's just let's just go with it. But basically, they're holding, is what yeah. you're saying. You know, these these people are holding. They're not. They're, yeah. no, they're not. They're not. They're not dumping. And the thing is, the other thing is, if you're looking for something and you're finding it really difficult, chances are that someone else has got an unfinished collection and they're also looking for it. You know, that's um, always what it might. That's what I've always experienced, yeah. man. Um, yeah, but it's um, you know, where does it go from here? I don't know. Listen, I think there'll always be there'll always be churn in the hobby. There's been quite a lot of churn recently. It's a wonderful word that is. New people coming in, old one. people leaving, um, and there'll always be quite a lot of that. There certainly is in in the various Facebook groups because people do burn out. You know, there's been people very recently. There was someone, in fact. We were talking about him before we came on air. He's just recently left hobby groups, not just MCCW. Yeah, he's left some Star Wars groups because he just needs to have a break because it's pretty intense because social media magnifies everything. And, you know, you end up with people raging at each other at three in the morning um, over the most ridiculous stuff. Um, stuff. So I think I'm going to – how do I answer this question without answering the question – I'm going to answer the question in a different way. I don't think the hobbies are broken, but I think, as you said, you go back to your source. And, you know, the one thing I hear people talking about who are who are properly like followers of, the, of, of faith is that they always go back to the Bible. You know, that's their source. So they go back to it, they read it for comfort, and they read it for, you know, whatever religion. It might be the Torah, it might be the Quran, whatever it is. You go back to the text, and that's your kind of guiding you know, your North Star, if you like. Um, I go back to my binder and look through my cat PC, as you did with your surfer, and you look through it and you, again, get the feels. You know, you get the feels for yep. whatever it was that, that led you there in the first place. So I did that yesterday because I was like, Phew. you know, I've had a busy work week. Loads of people are chatting on yeah. Instagram about the hobby and because of the fact that they're chatting about it and you haven't posted in a week, you kind of think, oh, maybe I'm just not, you know, maybe the hobby's going on without me. I have those irrational thoughts that stupid o'clock in the morning when I wake up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my binder. And I pulled out a really good comic cut. And I posted it last night just to share it with people, you know? Comic cut cat today. Because <laughs> it's black I cat, you know? Um, you know, and I haven't got masses of comic cuts, so it's not going to be a massively ongoing stream. But, yeah. um, but you know what? I thought I'd just post it up there and it, you know, brought a little bit of lightness into people's days. And you know what? I'm going to go back into that binder in a couple of days' time and I'm going to pull out something else and I'm going to share it on Instagram. That's the way to do it, man. Like, that's the way to do it. I 100% agree. That's um, amazing. And, you know, not just cat as well. I'm going to have to start sharing some more stuff on there. It's not just cat. You have a lot more stuff. Oh, I got too. a fantastic thing the other day. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. It is knackered, but it is mine. And I'm not talking about I like that. my ass. Um, where is it? Yeah. Yes, this. Issue 26 of oh. Amazing Spider-Man. It's what? super, it's super low grade, super low grade. But, <laughs> but it, it looks mine. cool as hell. Yeah, I read it. I can smell it even through the bag and board, oh. which are new. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's barely the cover's Prime barely Master. on. It's got ink stamps on the front cover because that's the way they are. They they were in the UK, and it's brittle. You know, it's quite brittle. You can see the edges are getting all chippy. But I was able to read the whole thing, and it you know it, it held together. So that's that's my criteria. Oh, it's a reading copy. That's awesome. But it's issue twenty six. 
Oh, I love that. From 1964, I want to say. That's so crazy. But it's beautiful. That's so crazy. You know, and do you know what the crazy thing about this is? I got this on eBay for less than the cost of an EPAC pack of Spider-Man Metal Universe. See, that's my issue. You know what's funny? You bring that up. I don't understand. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> no, like, we have other questions? I'm sorry. So, like, <laughs> No, 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 we do have a question. No, I meant no oh, further questions, as in defense rest, oh. Your Honor. Next case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, right? Like, I mean, I do that all the time with my collectibles. It's like, if this costs this, how can mm. I realistically pay this for mm. this card? Like, mm. it doesn't make sense. Like, mm. I, I, I know... I, look, here's the truth, and here's the most frustrating part. People do make money off this stuff. It's not like it's not real. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen enough now where people are paying stupid money for things. But, like, in my mind, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. And maybe, maybe I'm the crazy one, but it doesn't make sense. Like, that comic book there, history, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you get to feel that part of, like history of your character in the book like that. that's why i like comic cuts because i feel like they carry a little bit yeah. of that essence yeah i don't know and I, I don't mean i'm not blowing out comic cuts i don't think a comic cut should cost more than the book you know what i mean no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, no. that's crazy oh, town i but went like, to sleep the other yeah. night and i missed an ebay listing sorry i've, I've completely cut you off there oh, but I'm, no, I'm, i just really? want to share this yeah i completely forgot and to be honest with you i probably couldn't afford it anyway but um i've been wanting a comic cut from amazing spider-man 195 um mm. and there was one on ebay and it was it was it was a something like 15 bucks and it was four hours to go which would have meant three in the morning so i was going to set myself a little snipe ended up going at 58 dollars 99 which is ridiculously good value for a spider-man metal universe comic cut from amazing spider-man 195 second appearance of black cat oh isn't that the most beautiful cut <laughs> And I missed it. So I forgot to set my bid. It'll come back up. It'll come back up. It's nice. It's nice. But I just... Because the thing is, I didn't feel the need to chase down comic cuts from Spider-Man Metal Universe from issue 194 because I've got four cuts from issue uh, 194 from Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. So I kind of of feel like I've done that. I don't need to do it again just with a different border because a lot of them are the same. JD's been posting a lot of these, you know, and obviously they're using the same books for panels and so they will choose almost identical images. So you have cuts that are coming out now with repeated images, which is it it kind of is what it is. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, for books that are not expensive... That's obviously going to happen, but it was a weird conversation because I thought part of it was like trying to claim that these cuts will always be around. I got to be honest, when the book costs more than like $20,000, $10,000 to cut up, you know what I mean? You're not going to get comic cuts from that book like mm. every set. And even no. so... And those like, are the ones that make sense to go a bit balls out. That makes... that yeah. For money-wise, mm. that makes sense. And, and he's right in that sense, like... The thing people are trying to charge both on sketch cards and comic cuts that should have nowhere being that kind of money for the box, even though that's the hit yeah. of their box, yeah. too bad. Like, that's not the money that that should cost for the box. Yeah, you're, you're just wrong. trying to recoup. So you're, you're just trying to value. recoup. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's the value. Yeah. You know what I mean? So many people are experiencing FOMO and losing their minds that they get confused. But I I, yeah, I agree. I, and I'm, I appreciate that he does that because people need to have some point of reference um, for a lot of this stuff. But, you know, some books, 
you're not going to get tons of cuts from. Like I would, I would, I would imagine it doesn't make sense for Upper Deck to spend that kind of money on that book multiple times to put him in multiple sets. Maybe I'm no. wrong in that. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 15, I think that was the good choice for this set. So hats off to them on that. And I love the fact that they looked different. The comic cuts yeah, from even that, Spider-Man and they were very 1. limited. And Spider-Man 1. Now, here's the thing. This is one of the other reasons why I chose a comic cut for yesterday. Someone in group the other day said something that everyone else just kind of got... Not completely pitchforky. They just kind of laughed, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there's that. There's that. There's that gif that's taken from the Simpsons movie where all the town are approaching with yes, pitchforks yes, and torches. Yes, 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 they didn't yes. quite go that bad, but um, someone posted in response. To, I think Eugene posted a comic cut, and someone posted in response, "Oh, these are taken from reprints anyway." As in, it was from Amazing Spider-Man One, but it was from a reprint of Amazing Spider-Man One. It's like. No, it's not. No, it's not, idiot. <laughs> not. So if anyone read that and has not gone back to it and has taken that away and thinks, oh, well, there's no point in me going for that because it's just like, yeah, no, it's not. Because you can tell no, you can tell from the age of the paper. Immediately, you can tell. And, you if know, you ever and from a reprint, they'll have gloss and they'll be vibrant and they'll be much more modern Because printing. they don't yeah. – what people don't realise, which I hate to say because it's only going to cost me more money in the future, but like Marvel doesn't have a lot of scans of this stuff. They had to recolor, redo stuff. They had things they were not keeping track of these books like they should have because how would they have known this was going to happen? Like, it, it, you don't, you can't find nope. the reprints. If you ever nope. read a reprint, nope. thank you very much, is yep. that you would know that the yep. pages are glossy, yep. they're colored differently, and the white is white. Which Thank was you. never the case, even when the books never first came out case. in the sixties, because it was printed on pulp, you know, Ever. paper. Which is why they're so brittle now, you know. Of course. I mean, that book is eating itself <laughs> as I sit here. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's degrading massively, uh, much like me. Um, yeah. Much like. Everything. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. That was a great question. That was a great question. Awesome, um, yeah, Joshua Esther's. Estes, Estes, yeah. I would like to see Upper Deck acknowledge where the art was from and an artist if reused on back of card. Yes, hundred percent. Please credit the artist. A hundred percent. Please credit the artist. There should never be a card in the future. Even on the original art sets, we had we had this when we were doing the flare episode. It's like on cards one to ninety. It's just not on the back of the. It's just the worst. I heard that in the edit. It's rude. I'm so glad they mentioned it because it should be there. It's it's not only rude, but it's stupid. That's the card. That's the essence of the freaking card. Like Marvel card collectors are art collectors. They should have the name of the artist on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Um, Whatever set it is, that should be common practice. Mind you, they put put, um, James Erdl out of a job because bless him he's doing the fantastic job in mccw every day he's doing what he did with marvel annual because he's a rock star yeah and he's finding the original art source from each of the base cards from spider-man and he's posting well he's posting two a day because he's doing low series in the morning and high series in the afternoon it's great i love it what a beast hats off to him thank you james we salute you thank you james Um, in more than one way glad i'm sat down anyway Isidore Chavez, Izzy. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere, man. Like, we're never going to do a podcast yeah, that makes any really, sense. That's not true. <laughs> um, Isidore Chavez. Isidore Chavez. Izzy. Sounds like some sort of spy. Um, a Latin spy. 
Mm. Um, do you guys prefer seeing older iconic art from classic sets we all grow up with or do you like to see more of the modern style of art in today's sets for as much as I love the classics I look for the future of art as it's fresh and fun I just hope that we see more original and less recycled in the future of Marvel even if it is recycled I want more variety from the library so yes so we're going back to that so I'm not going to I'm not going to dwell on that but can I just say I was so much as everyone's got their own masterpieces 2016 or masterpieces 2018 or masterpieces 2020 there are stands for each of those set and they'll defend that hill until they go down no one's right <laughs> newsflash none of you are right no it's just your personal right. preference it's, it's I, subjective, I, man. I, I you know and i i i just loved how different i loved the difference Viva la difference is what i say um I like how, how masterpieces 20 was compared to masterpieces 18 and how yes. Masterpieces 18 was compared to Masterpieces 16. I That's love it should that. Be. I love that. It should be. Um, and it That's felt it, it felt it felt vibrant. It felt invigorating. I loved the original art on Flair 19. Oh, my giddy on. We are massively great. overdue for an over- original art set. Now, I know COVID notwithstanding, but we've been on the backside of COVID for over two years now. So we're kind of due for an original art release. Like, let's go, um, which is like Fleer Ultra Avengers, I bring it on. My fear about Fleer Ultra Avengers, and I'm trying not to get too obsessed on this right now, is that from the previews I've seen, I'm worried that the card design will get in the way of the original art, if that makes sense, from based on Got what I've seen from Fleer Ultra Avengers so far. I'm hoping I'm wrong, because the beautiful thing about Fleer Ultra X-Men and Fleer Ultra Spider-Man in 2017 and 2018, respectively, yep. is that the art very much was the top of the pie and the other stuff the, 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 the what design there was on the card supported it but stayed in the background agreed I'm hoping that Fleer Ultra Avengers keeps that same it I'm needs to slightly worried about the preview stuff I've I'm seen I'm worried about how many parallels we get that's what I'm worried yeah, about yeah yeah yeah, I mean, listen. Like, I'm I mean, with you. You're, you're. I, I worry about your thing way more yeah. than anything else. Um, but I am looking forward to that set because, at the very least, on that set, I will probably want a, a, a set of the base up, a, a base set, because I assume that I will be able to appreciate and experience and enjoy the original art on that through that base set. So it's you know, nice. whatever else, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. You know, my girl has never, as far as I'm aware, um, been in the Avengers. So. I'm quite happily. In fact, I've had it confirmed that Black Cat is not in that set. <laughs> so oh, nice. I'll be happy That's to sit on the sidelines on that one and go, yay, like it was with uh, Metal X-Men Universe. Um, which it's always nice I only to sit in stands. Yeah, I need a little bit of bench time. Yeah, I <laughs> really need some bench time. Um, bench so time, do you prefer seeing older iconic art from classic sets? You know what? I, I like a bit both. Um, and that's the beauty about being a character collector is when you flick through the binder, if you've got it as organized as I do, is it goes old to new. And then it has a little bit of a segue in the middle where I've got, I break up the kind of eras a little bit by stickers or TCG. So I've kind of got yep. the 90s stuff and then I've got a buffer of TCG or stickers. I can't remember which order it comes in. And then I've got the um, the written house stuff. That's cool. And then I've got another little buffer of whatever it's not, stickers or TG, whichever one it wasn't. And then I've got Upper Deck from like 2012 up to now. That's cool, so That's awesome. That's kind of the way I do it. Um, That's so, really great. But it's weird. If for, for sets where buybacks have happened, I've got mixed pages, so all my flair is on one page. So it just mm. about feels a nice nine-up. That's nice. 
you know, including the retro stuff from um, oh, retro. The retro stuff. Yeah. This is I a love those card. retro cards. The more yeah. and more I look at them, I wish I had full sets of those things. I really like mm. them. Well, in one of the subsets from Flair, I can't remember who, I think it was 2015, there was a Flair subset and it uses Dodson art. I know. From the comics. I know. So, so it's not original art, it's reused, but it's um, still Terry Dodson art. Terry Dodson art just works on a card. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I think I think listen, I think we'll see both. Um, I think we'll carry on seeing the recycled set just because of the nature of what it is. And, you know, yeah. original art does take a long time to do. You know, it's not not a quick thing. Plus, it all needs to be approved. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, we've spoken about the variety from the library. Definitely, um, this is a really good one. Paul Zenisek says, with any new set, the card acquisition rate seems to be lightning fast and seems much faster with Spidey Metal than other sets before it. <laughs> FOMO. Um, do you have any advice, guidance on patience or a story about patience paying off in the long run? <laughs> patience yep. paying off in the long run. Well, we both, I we, mean, we, my whole collection is built on patience. <laughs> I mean, my, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, both of ours, I'm, sure, I'm assuming, like, I've waited... I've waited. I mean, what's the longest I've ever waited for a card? Where were they? Um, I it was it was in two thousand when I was working for Day County Schools. I was working. Oh God, two thousand like seven, mm-hmm. something like that. Where I first no, I forget when I first saw a sketch card. It was way earlier now. It was high school, so two thousand four, two thousand three. I don't remember, but I saw two sketch cards. I saw sketch cards for the first time. Uh, silver surfer sketch cards and i lost my mind um <laughs> and i couldn't afford it because i was still high school um because they came out in 98 99 but you know mm. I, how was i going to do that stuff um so i was just collecting the regular cards and i showed that letter from ebay from 1999 where i'm buying mm. a hologram through my mom's account um but i waited like i got these just last year or this year and oh, i saw nice. these oh my dear data I saw these on um, oh, beautiful. Ooh, what was it? Sketch? No, Scoundrel. I saw these on Scoundrel. Oh, wow. Okay, back in the day, and it was the same oh. owner who had them all that time. All that time, and I've been keeping up with him for a long time. But he's a ghost, and um, but I've been keeping up with him, and I overpaid for these. Beyond stupid, overpaid for them. But I sold some stuff, had some money. No, I sold like you know extra cards I had, things that I pulled that I was like, no, I guess I won't keep these or sketch cards or something like that. Nice. And and I and I finally did it, but like, yeah, that was years and years and years. Mm. Of, I mean, like decades of waiting. And I know people who've been waiting even longer for stuff. Mm. It, it's all patience, honestly. In my opinion, the better you are at understanding yourself in terms of what you like and what you will cherish, the patience is easy because it happens eventually. And that's, you know, that's it. And it it sucks Mm. to wait and it sucks to go through the headache of it, but Mm. long-term collectors, man. I mean, that's, that's the job in every hobby is waiting is way just waiting. I think it's patience. There's also a little bit of laziness on my part because I've still not finished masterpieces 2020. And it's just because yeah. I'm. It's just because I'm. I'm a. I haven't pushed for it because other stuff's coming up. And you know what I'm like. I'm like a dog, you know, good dog chasing a fire hydrant. Well, no fire engine. <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, one of those. <laughs> there's, there's, 
there's someone somewhere will understand what I said and someone they can tell everyone else. Um, but because, um, you know, I end up chasing something else or they release another set and I just start, I haven't finished doing the last one. So, but yeah, Masterpieces 2020. But I, you know, people, people will say, oh, just go on Comps and Bite. But I want, I've, I've aimed to collect with the exception of the EPAC achievements for it, um, I'm aimed to collect Masterpieces 2020 physical. And I've always done that with the um, Masterpieces wow. sets. The only exception has been for Tier 4 Purple and EPAC achievements because I've had to use Upper Deck because of the limited nature of them. And obviously yeah. plates and things like that, you might have to go, you yeah, know, if that's yeah. if it only exists on EPAC. But but yeah, so at some, at some stage, I just need to finish my, my base set 1 to 81. On, on Masterpieces 2020. And it's, it's, you know, it's not not necessarily patience. I just like keep forgetting to because I'm, I'm looking at this, this this week. You know, I could have quite happily done, you know, at the moment I'm doing these Panini ones because they're cheap and I can buy them at the shop down the road, you know. Um, I mean, these are a dollar a pack. Um, That's awesome, dude. And, I love um, but yeah, believe me, if I had if I had a, a Comsi store just down the road and I could go in there and grab some of the stuff on there that's at fifty cents a dollar, then I'd do it. But you know, it's slightly more difficult. Sorry, my my, my thing is is rubbing on my zip and it's really annoying because I can hear it through my headphones. So I'm just going to move. My you got to wear underwear for that too. Me. Wait, what'd you say? I'm sorry. No. Um, Anyway, what were we talking about? So, but the card acquisition rate does seem line and fast. But yes, but everyone's in a sprint. Because the everyone's thing is at the sprint, moment yeah. is because there's so much numbered stuff and there's always parallel. And I think that's why everyone's in a sprint because everyone's trying to just get their get their rainbows. And I've seen people collecting rainbows. All of a sudden, rainbows is in fashion. I've seen people collecting rainbows of characters I hadn't even heard of or didn't know, even know they went for. A lot of people are doing rainbows because it's accidental. A lot of people are doing rainbows because it's the thing to do. Honestly, I was just speaking and in to two someone. years' time, they'll be selling them. So this is not someone who would be doing that, but you're absolutely right. Mm. You're 100% right. But this person I was just talking to, who's a buddy of ours, Rust, and mm. uh, he, he he went for a rainbow recently that he showed me from Spider-Man Metal. Uh, I, I don't know if I could say the character because I don't want to cause him no, 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 no. It's fine. more of a headache. But yeah. he was loving it and having a good time. But it was really – I will say that there is some kind of – stupid fun about collecting a character that no one else seems to care about rainbowing mm. because i had that kind of experience with the spot it was like where i'm kind of a part of it yeah, yeah no one yeah. cares and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> but no there is a lot of rainbow hunting this is this has happened in the star wars thing too like personally like it's because all the colored parallels in that. i'm gonna be honest with you i think i think i'm out i think i'm out of the rainbow stuff like i honestly okay. like like no in all seriousness like i i think because yeah. there's going to be prices that i'm not going to compromise on so like surfer wise when he comes back or like even mando I'll, I'll just talk about mando there are cards out of five that are really pretty cards that i'd like to get the out of five edition because it's the closest one to the one of one mm. i can spend 200 230 there and be done with collecting the set and that's the only it's like buying a box but mm. in one card which is yes. my logic well you get right? the card that you wanted from that box Right, yeah. exactly, and it's done. It's Without over. having all the other stuff yeah. sitting on your shelf for years and years. Exactly, and then I don't buy anything for a month or two, yeah. and I'm good, and, and everything's aesthetic. But, like, the, the truth is, like, people are charging thousands of dollars now for something simply numbered with a color variant. And and, and, I, and I, I'm not – I'm really trying not to shit on people's collections, but it's so hard to be a person that talks publicly about things – and then not be honest about how you feel about things and get attacked. Hashtag real talk. 
I this don't is, know how this to is a hashtag to real it. talk moment. Yeah, yeah. No. Amanda I just don't know how not to do it. And I, I just can't I just can't not do it. And the truth is I don't understand why anyone would pay that kind of money for something just because of a hard numbered. Yeah. And the truth is there's a whole business, a whole group of people, a whole world of collectors out there that built their whole collections based on the rarity of the serial number and there are huge cons and huge positives to doing it Mm. you know no one else can have it insured rarity you know what i mean it's desirable for a lot of people because it's the number holds its value proof of that holds its value Mm -hmm. so i am in the wrong but personally and i think that's what's also brought me back to the 90s cars is i'm just like i don't know if i'm all about this right now or in the future like i gotta be honest i was really mm16 really put a bad taste in my mouth for marvel cards that was awful uh, and it's not jusco's work you know and, and jusco's the best you know what i mean S- simply lovely and, and nice and all that stuff and he did a great surfer it's a great it's a phenomenal surfer but mm-hmm. collecting that rainbow put a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. and it just it just it really put me off from collecting like that ever again mm. and and i just seen 20 cards as parallels seeing what mm is going to be like in the future because i can already see what that's going to be i gotta be honest man i, I don't think i'll ever rainbow again oh, I, mean, I think i'll get the color yeah. i like the most personally yeah one that i think looks good with the character and i think that'll be yeah it. and i'll get the inserts because yeah. i think the inserts will look cool and different mm. but i'm going to be honest with you i think for me rainbows are are no more. Mm. That's the end of that. I'll yeah. never do that again. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the number of parallels on Spidey Metal is just, I mean, I could I could make a choice. I could make a choice. I could either go for the numbered stuff or I could go for the EPAC achievement stuff. And I chose to go for the EPAC achievement stuff because it's not hard numbered, but there's damn few of those 100 combined greens. Way more few than people yeah, give credit yeah, exactly. to. People don't even so, understand. So I've got those and who knows what condition they'll be in when they turn up because I'm seeing some really interesting posts about that. But um but yeah, but beyond that, the numbered stuff, apart from you know, the greens I'm not going after because there's crazy mofos spending more money than cents and corner in that market at the moment. So that they're welcome to them quite frankly. Um yeah. I don't you know I need the green more than I need the green. That makes sense. I like that. You know, that I on a te- that's a good one. It should be, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. If you've got so Damn much you. green, you're going to spend it all on green, then you need your head red. Um, but, uh-huh. uh, but, you know, collect, how, or if collecting is actually what you're doing, um, how you want to. Um, but do you have any advice, Guy, that's on patience? Well, we've, you know, we've said this before, so I don't want to repeat ourselves too much, but, yeah, so. you know, wait it out on Comsey. You know, don't. Don't go nuts. Just, I mean, there have been some great posts where people have said, right, okay, box cost this much. So I've waited a week and then I went on Com C and I spent this much, the same as the box, and I got this. And they broke it down and it was like bonkers. It's a no brainer. We've we've said Um, this from the very beginning. It's a no brainer. Like, and and I will say this this is the if you are rainbowing a character, like coming from character collectors, which Ian and I are, and Ian's also a set collector, which I only have like two or three sets, so I don't consider myself a set collector that way. But I will say that you know, (laughs) the reason you save your money when you're rainbowing a character is because when you do see the the card that's out of 10, out of five, or out of one, or a printing plate, you have to have the cash to buy that pretty quickly Mm -hmm. unless it's really stupid money 
depends mm-hmm. how serious you are about the rainbow, obviously. Like I've done this many times, but mm-hmm. those are the things that can't be replaced or those are the yeah. things you're waiting longer for. And yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. this. Some characters are seen as investment things. So what people will do is that they'll pay stupid money for it and then charge stupid money. No one buys it for stupid money. The value of the product's gone down and Mm -hmm. they have to get less than what they initially get in and then they're desperate to sell. I've seen that happen to a Mm -hmm. lot of people. So you have to, you know, you have to kind of be in sync with the hobby a little bit to understand what to pay for something. But that's what you spend money on if you're rainbowing seriously. Um, at that level everything else something out of 25 you have the next two or three years <laughs> where you're going to see that card come up again you know what i mean i know exactly what I mean. sure. cool. are you okay brother yeah no i'm fine i'm fine i just Sorry. i, did I wasn't going to draw attention to it but you looked rough <laughs> no, no 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 thanks okay i, I got worried um the um um, it's, it's really interesting. There's a there's a question next from Joseph Reed that perfectly ties into this actually. But before I go, because because uh, I'm duty bound to uh, help a fellow collector here. Side question from Paul Denisek: Does anyone know the whereabouts of the 2015 Vibranium Speedball card number 66 black printing plate or one of the five bar parallels number to five? Um, so there. If anyone knows the location of any of those cards. Please dial one eight hundred hook Paul up, and um, yeah, or drop us a DM. <laughs> uh, but Joseph Reed, Joseph Reed, old man Venom. I love Joseph. We've got to get him on. He's, he's an artist as well. Um, yeah, he's really great. Actually, how can people on Com C justify selling <laughs> justify selling blues and grandios for seventy five cents to one dollars fifty when packs are forty dollars and it takes ten base to blue? Disposable income, I suppose. Not that I mind them being so cheap. I don't know if they need to justify it, but there are people, there are whales who just spend an absolute shed ton and they're after a certain thing. So the quicker they jettison the other star, the better. Because otherwise it just sits on Comsec. You know. There's multiple levels to this, man. If you don't, and I, I do this all the time. When I say I don't understand something, it's just because I'm not in that bracket. Like mm-hmm. there's no way for me to like fully to comprehend someone's logic like that. Cause you're mm-hmm. right. Like it, it makes no sense to sell them that cheap with how much you invested into them. Yeah. But the truth is like, but they want to clear it quickly of those. They yeah. want it out, but that's they don't the thing. Wanna, they don't want to sit with it. If you look on Comsey now, you will see hundreds of like grandiose of most characters, right? The thing is they're just going to be sat there. Most of them for years. So the years. people, so Joseph sent this after like the product being out for like a week or less, if that, and at that point, yeah, they just want to get rid of them quickly because people at that point will be going on to buy up stuff because they want to they want to nail the set and move on. Now at the moment, there's no new set about to drop, so you know, I'm, I'm not sure why the hurry on this one. I mean, there was a lot of pent up demand, and people like to collect anything as as evidenced by the fact that Runaway sold out on EPAC. Um, but um, you know, people just want to you know collect a set and put it together, and that's the thing. It could almost be any set. Could be your old man uh, Marvel old man underpants set, and people would still Upper deck is it advertising just as quickly. The Western set they put out, they're advertising it every week more than I've seen them ever advertise anything for publishing comic yeah. Marvel stuff. So yeah, and they're doing. Um, so. They're doing. There was a post on LinkedIn the other day from um, Upper Deck. And I, I let me let me see if I can find it. This was hilarious. Um, whilst I find this, um, 
there was a great question. We've got some good questions. We've got we've got about three yeah, more three, left. These are awesome. Yeah, we've got about three left actually. Um, in fact, we might not get to them all. So apologies. Brian Hudson, aka Marvel Cards Up on Instagram. Why is why are MM purples and oranges of original art not regarded as high as similar as numbered parallels of recycled art? Well, yeah, he's got a point. The burning question in my mind. Also, why the hell are Silver Spectrum Autos being sold for $100 when they're infinitely better art perspective, artist auto and cardstock than the um, cards numbered of 10 from other sets? I feel I kind of know the answer, but never hear conversation about it. Um, Everybody, (laughs) you know, it cracks me up, man. If it's not one set, it's the other. You know, everyone wants to say something about one set or the other. The truth of the matter is this. The reason MM Signature Series 10s are not valued as much as green PNGs is just the audience who's spending a lot of money. Mm. That's it. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with what's special or more special. That yeah. it's, it's sad how irrelevant that perspective is because it's not about taste. If it was about taste, there would be things in Marvel cards that not many people know about that everyone would be after that would be selling for hot, <laughs> selling that would hot be cake. insane yeah, to yeah, yeah. grab that mm. would be so pricey that would make a green spider-man 250k look like mickey mouse stuff because that card should not anyway the point is this all that crazy <laughs> stuff it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah. because at the end of the day whoever the audience is they're going to make an assessment mm. from their perspective which is bad or not bad, just depends mm-hmm. on the person. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put their money there because they feel confident about yep. that. Yep. The lineage of a green PMG, there's a whole history behind <laughs> the person who's buying it and the people who like are into the sports market, they understand mm-hmm. the insert. Yeah, when yeah, they yeah. look at MM16, a, a silver spectrum, and they're like, What's Silver Spectrum? That's not mm. really around from where mm. I come from. It's only been out for three years. Yeah. Why Marvel Masterpieces, I, why I... they still make those. It's all the feedback Eugene had when he went to the National to display his collection. See, it's exactly that. It's it's not necessary. And again, here's the thing that really should be thought of, in my opinion, right? If you have been in this hobby, which Brian has, and Brian's a very nice guy and knows a lot about and has been doing a lot with Marvel, actually, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, all, all these other guys who, who've come in in the last two or three years or however long it's been now, which I don't remember. Um, I think the issue is that it's not about trying to convince those people that this is what's expensive. It's about grabbing what you want what you believe in and sticking by your guns like and eventually people will come back around mm. and you'll be the that you'll be the person mm-hmm. holding all this stuff but again that question is not coming from a space of collecting that question is coming from a space like everyone else is having that question which is how do i put my money here why can't i put my money here and make a profit off here mm. while everyone's putting their money here and this doesn't even make any sense of why they mm. put their money here mm. And and I don't I don't I don't think Brian's asking from an investing point because I know Brian also collects, but I don't know it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why 
there's no way of convincing someone that I've had no. this conversation yeah. and you know what I mean? And it just, it just, it doesn't. Yeah. Does and also in terms of that merry-go-round masterpieces isn't currently in people's forefront of its minds. Masterpieces is background at the moment and the people who are getting on with it, are just getting on with it. Apart from me. And it's controlled. It's like tears, the people, who have, but the people you know, who have MM16 is just as controlled as the PMG market. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah, we can be honest with each other. Yeah. It, it's not, mm. it's not, I'm not trying to be rude, but mm. it's just real. There's mm. seven, 10 people who own PMGs, seven or 10 people who own all the MM16. Mm-hmm. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. But the PMGs just, just, have, just have wider opti- optics because they're regarded and, and known. It has nothing to do yeah. with better or, or yeah. anything. It really yeah. is. Yeah, just about, has a wider I, audience. I've tried to explain this to someone who was putting a lot of money into this stuff. And I told him, I was like, Marvel Masterpieces makes more sense. I'm, I'm not sure why you stuck on this. And this person who does collect and is is collecting, collecting, not, not people who are pumping or dumping, this person who is actually collecting, they just didn't feel comfortable because they didn't know it. Yeah, that's really that's that, the, at the end of the day, that yeah. was that was their line, and get I get involved. Know, their money. Get involved. You know what, I mean? what are you yeah. going to say? Um, so anyway, yeah. So the post I was talking about, I saw a post on LinkedIn. It did make me laugh. So um, the Upper Deck Company, real cards, real trades. Upper Deck EPAC bridges the gap from digital to physical. Uh, physical, 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 and lets you decide when, where, and how you want to experience collecting. Collectors can instantly purchase and open packs of trading cards and authentic collectibles at any time, anywhere with Upper Deck ePack, or without missing the exciting pack opening experience. For more info and to set up to a free account, and it's got the URL hashtag collect the best, hashtag hockey cards, hashtag trading cards, hashtag the hobby, hashtag NHL. And it's got a little promo video on there, like a 30 second promo video for Upper Deck Ebank, which is kind of cute. You know, it's really sweet. Um, so I commented, you forgot hashtag Marvel cards, hashtag non-sports, <laughs> which I know is really cheeky of me because they're clearly putting it up there as a B2B thing to um, speak more to the NHL partners that they have. But it did make me laugh. It did make me laugh. Well, because like it should be on there. Like, it should be on there. It should be on dude, there. Dude, okay, Spider-Man Metal sold out. How, how quickly did that product sell out? Mm. Two and weeks, they, three weeks. Uh, I could probably do the math, but I'm not going to. I don't. But it was about it's about two and a bit weeks. And most of the product was sold on EPAC. Mm-hmm. Like over sixty percent or sixty five percent, maybe even higher, yeah. sold on EPAC compared I to Hobby Box. I just think it's a shame that, that it's um, shouldn't be one channel to pump one thing and one channel to pump another thing. You know, just have that visibility um, elsewhere. Anyway, Instagram. We're going to go on to Instagram now. A couple of really good ones from Instagram, and then we'll wrap up. So <laughs> Andre Hausch, Dre, messaged me. He sent me a PM. And I don't know. Do you remember that time that Trump was tweeting? I'm sorry to bring up his name. I blocked all that out. So, But he was tweeting, not. and he, he clearly he was writing something, and then he, he said the word COVFEF, and then he clearly, like, the tweet ended. And everyone reckoned, like, did he? fall asleep while he was typing did he you know it wasn't for hours later when he woke up or something like that and it, it just became an instant thing so dre was pming me said you know what i want to know but no one will answer me <laughs> that's all he said <laughs> i'm still waiting <laughs> so i don't know what you want to know but no one will answer you dre because you never told that's me amazing. Unless it's some sort of psychic thing, unless there's a joke there I'm missing. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's funny. But anyway, Dre, if you if you fell asleep during that, I've got I half expected your next word to be cough fest. 
Um, so um, in reply, uh, Bruce, no, Bryce Fife. He's on Instagram. I don't know if that's his actual name or just his handle. Um, how's the collecting changed for each of you since the boom in collecting? Um, <clears throat> we've talked about this a number of times. I mean, I've I've downsized massively because I can't keep keep up with everything that's going on. Um, and I'm kind of focusing on a much happier, more attainable way of doing things, although the recent parallels have kind of uh, buggered that for me. But I'm I'm just kind of going with what, what makes me makes me happy now rather than trying to buy lots. Same. I, I love that. I mean I've always honestly it's never I I've all I mean truthfully I've always collected surfer. You know, there are things that were very interesting to me like the preliminary art set from MM18. Mm. Like I just love that whole concept. And I know they Beautiful. did it for something called artist drafts. Um Oh, the yes, they did. They did yeah. those. And there's other things that I've seen and stuff like that. But like something you know, about like the beyond beyond key one was just it's just, you know, I just really loved seeing the thought process in his work and, and I'm just a fan of it. It's just a bias. But, and but his line work that, was incredible. It's it's just great. And I collected yeah. that whole set. I plus got the redemption card with the art. And I, and I, I felt like I can complete that and I felt really good and I, and I really enjoyed that. And, um, I think that set the Marvel legends set for the toys, Marvel mm. legends series one, mm. two, three, and four. I love that. set. I did that whole thing complete the mm. holograms in the base, which I just, I just love that. That was just so much fun. Surfer was in it. It was in GameStop, but you know, I was talking to Richard and Brian yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. and it was just a fun time. And it was that. fairly affordable as well. It was, it was fun. It was, you know, it was a little hassle because GameStop, you know, was a little bit of a nightmare here yeah. and there. But like there were enough people in the hobby where I was lucky enough to, to get some sets and help people out. And they helped me out. It was just really fun. But I've been collecting the surfer since the beginning. And and because he's been banned, I have, you know, I've just been slowly but surely like getting all the cards that I just really love mm. in very good condition because the cards are a special me. Like at one point, so I guess this is to answer the question maybe it was a little bit better was uh, the boom happened. Everything was getting stupid expensive. People were selling the collections, asking me to help sell the collections. We've had questions. We, we've been swamped by all this stuff. And I think I looked at my collection. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick out what's the most important thing to me. I'm going to buy it on the cheap now and get it to the, to the highest yeah. grade or the highest quality, whether I decide to grade it or not, or, you know, sketches. And that's the stuff I'm going to just take time on stuff. That's going to cost me a lot of money, mm -hmm. but while everyone's losing their mind and everyone's, Oh, this is expensive. Maybe I'll think about selling now. That's the people I hit up. I was like, Hey, you've never thought about selling. Look how crazy everything is. What are you thinking? <laughs> and then I would sell something that people wanted because they lost their minds on yeah. it. I'd sell it for that price and then take that money and put it right into something I've been wanting for like five plus years. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's exactly that, what I did. That's exactly you know, what you did. Well, I trimmed, yeah, you know, I trimmed it down massively and I went in for, well, it paid for last year's, I've lost a year, this year's vacation. <laughs> Only oh, that's right. Ago. That's right. That's right. Um, but, um, you know, it cleared, it cleared the debt that I had, um, paid for the vacation and it meant that I could acquire a heck of a lot of Star Trek autos that I was after 
Um, That's awesome. Um, you know, and things like that. And I've kind of, the, the frustrating thing is I've kind of run out of gas at the moment because the economy's just gone. Um, and um, so I haven't actually finished that, you know, just that journey. But it's, you know, it's, it's, there's stuff that I really value now that I know I want to go after because I know I'll like it and I know I want it for the right reasons. So, for example, very recently I just saw a lot of Game of Thrones cards, auto cards. Now, I know that's a very, very oh, deep yeah. hole to go into, a very deep yeah. hole because being written house, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of auto cards. Like hardcore collectors of, of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I couldn't give a monkeys about having an Amelia Clark auto, but I saw this a lot and it was about, I don't know, maybe about 12 autos and it was 75 bucks. That included shipping. And I was wow. like, you know what? And I, I had it lying around. I was like, you know what? I'll have that. Because in the lot were Finn Jones, who went on to become Iron Fist. There was Roger Allen, who's a, he's a major UK theatre and TV actor who's been in mo- movies as well. He was in like Viva Vendetta, for example. He also does the voice of the narrator from a show my kid watches called um, uh, Sarah and Duck. <laughs> he does the narration yeah. from that as well. And he's like, there's an auto yeah. from him from Game of Thrones. And there's the guy who was subsequently cast as Elrond in uh, Rings of Power. Oh, when nice. he was in Game of Thrones. You know, and, and about, you know, loads of other English character actors. And it was 75 bucks. And I was like, you know what? Even if this is the beginning and end of my Game of Thrones auto collection, I've got some really, like, uh, some actors that I really rate. Yeah. And that's, I'm absolutely happy with that. You know, and that's, that's gonna, awesome. You know, I'm going to keep hold of those, and they're, they're beautiful cards. Um, but I don't feel, you know, much as I'd like to acquire more Game of Thrones autos, I'm not going to do it just for the sake of doing it. So I've looked into it this week, and I'm like, I just can't. So you know, that's fine. No, um, and that's and then like you just, it's unfortunate, but that's just the future, right? It's just mm-hmm. like you really have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not casual anymore. Mm-hmm. Like collecting requires a little more. Yeah finesse and, and concentration yeah. it's, it's not a casual thing and i think that's the aggression for a lot of people so it makes sense yeah um last question i think because almost questioned out even though we've maybe got two that we didn't get to but we will we will put a pin in those uh the infinite collector oh, why do i feel yeah. like i know that person who is that you do know that person that is uh who is the infinite collector what is the Infinite, Infinite Collector's Group? real name and social security number, please? No one. Uh, uh, look that up for me right now. Um, I don't think we know that. I know what, this person, don't we? It's not Isidore, is it? It's not Izzy asking a question under a different channel. <laughs> Maybe it is Izzy. Is, it, is that him? So he's asked, us, he's asked us questions on different channels. Um, what new sets are you guys looking forward to the most, even if the price is crazy and you have to really save for it in advance? Also, what if boxes keep coming out at $600? Would each of you keep going or be content with what you collected over the years? Um, on the latter part, I'd be content with what I collected over the years and go after other stuff. That, I mean, that's already happening. Um, but what new sets are you guys looking forward to the most, even if the price is crazy and you really had to save for in advance? Um, it's got to be masterpieces. Starts and stops for me with masterpieces. I, I like masterpieces a lot. I don't know if I... I mean, obviously, I, I don't mean, know who the artist is, but... See, that's where it gets me. Like, yeah. I have to know the artist. But I am looking like forward it. to it. I mean, what are you most looking forward to? It's got to be that. Even though even though I've seen images of other sets, you know, a Fear Ultra Avengers, I like that it's coming. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm not going to wade into that set because with, with the 
you know, with the economy and with the price of cards now, I can no longer wade into every set like I used to. Um, um, so, yeah, I think Masterpieces is, you know, if I was to pair everything back, it's the one thing I'd carry on going for each time it came out. I'm so picky. It's really tough. I'm really picky on artists. So it depends on the artist. But I, I don't think You'd I would need to know, it. wouldn't you? I just, you know, because I'm not a set collector. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, and I, I love seeing the cards, but mm. it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm happy I saw the picture. I'm mm. happy I seen the card. I've experienced it. Do I need it in hand to look at it every once in a while? It's just not my my thing. Yeah. Do that. So I probably wouldn't, even if it had Surfer in it, I probably wouldn't collect the whole set. Like, I, for some weird reason, and I don't think this should be an expensive set, obviously, because, you know, it's going to be a massive set and I don't know how well it's going to do. And I'm not saying I'm excited about it because of anything, mm. but I was recently looking at um, the inserts from the original beginnings. Yes. Like the micro motions and all that yes. kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, man, these are really cool. Like the holograms, the Marvel now, you know what I mean? Like there's like, I'm, I'm excited for like a cool insert. Does that mm. make sense? No, that like, is absolutely cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes so, sense. like beginnings, I hope they do some like weird kind of cool inserts because I've seen the Fleer Ultra inserts and they're nice, but they're more high end. So I'm not going to like partake. But I'd like mm. to see what creative things they do for the new inserts for beginnings. Mm. I guess that's where I'm at. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. funny enough, you mentioning that, I am going to squeeze in one more question because Dave Marley asked this, and I have a feeling we're going to expand on this on another episode because I don't think we're going to nail it now. But he asked, are there any technical or design innovations from other mediums, print or digital, that you'd like to see imported into Marvel cards? The inclusion of platinum portraits into the recent metal sets is, is an example of a design choice that I think made the crossover from sports nicely apart from maybe the art selection. You guys have mentioned adding actual design on the back of printing plates before from Star Wars, and I've seen people, maybe you, float the idea of a virgin variant for masterpieces, i.e. where the front of the card is just the painting. Thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Dave Marley, bless him. I um, love it. Uh, technical design innovations from other mediums. I, I need to think about that some more. So um, this is why I wanted to pump that to, to another episode. Um but yeah, and that's the thing. I'm curious to see what I loved about Masterpieces 18 was that it introduced the preliminary art and that hadn't been done before on a Masterpieces set. And I think for that particular artist, it worked exceptionally well. Yeah. I think I like that on Masterpieces 20, they added something else, which was the metallurgy, which are gorgeous. And I, you know, I love the quality of them. I think yeah. I, I might actually love the metallurgy more than the physical experience of having the actual card. I know that sounds crazy. Wow. Yeah, because wow. they, just, they just feel so nice. I mean, seriously, uh, I've got, I'm going after the Planet Metal, just the base ones, not the numbered ones. That's cool. From Spider-Man Metal Universe, because I just love the way they are. And I loved the Master They're of nice. Magnetism ones from, from Fleer Ultra X-Men 2018. Those are great. Those them. are really nice. Um, Underrated. But, but you know, I, it, give me a set that's all those. 45 cards, 36 That'd cards, something like that. Give me a set that's all those. In fact, mash up mash up the metallurgy with something like Decades. Do you see what I mean? Start doing some like of those. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like but, that you a know, lot. I think, I think what I'm saying is start doing some of the design choices, but doing them in a different physical format. Start playing around with that a little bit more. Would be good. You know what I like to see because I'm a, because I'm a 90s kid? But mm -hmm. so, you know, those posters from the 70s with the Marvel stuff where they have black light and it's the Jack Kirby stuff. 
and they're black light or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a bunch of them. There's a Doctor Strange. There's a Namor. There's a Surfer. There. Re- I'll show you. I'll show it to you. Um, I don't have anything near. I see my my head. My head goes to the Ghost Rider glow in the dark cards, but I know that's not right. what you're talking right. about. No, no, it's like it's really colorful and weird. It's it's from the 70s. There was like right. a series of these really psychedelic looking posters. Oh yes, yes, yes. I know the ones. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to see an insert set like that, like uh, because like I was looking at Silver Age recently and looking yeah. at the Jack Kirby cards, the tribute to Jack Kirby mm. uh, there, and like they have some really cool art that you just don't yeah. see, like really interesting and weird. I like to see something like that, but with like a glow in the dark effect, or you know, like like a layered, like a suspension yeah. animation type of thing, something to yeah. make it really look complex and interesting. Um, I like to see something like that as an insert set would be kind of cool. Like mm. I don't know, I haven't seen a lot of glow in the dark type of stuff. Uh, scratch and sniff needs to make a comeback. <laughs> oh, Punisher! Guns Punisher. and smoke. That was good. Punisher. That was cool. Man. Is that the only set that had that? I don't know. It's, I think I it might like be the only is. Marvel set that's had that. that I mean, I if anyone it, yeah. seriously answers on a postcard, folks, if you know of another set that's done a smell thing, apart from a maybe if sniff. it's been in your in your shoe bag for too long. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but, cool. but glow that in the dark. Cool. Obviously, that was. That was um, Ghost Rider, set two yeah. from Comic Images. Yeah, um, that, yeah Comic Images. Um, some people maybe not, don't remember them that well, but they tried some pretty good stuff considering the they technology had they had to work with. It feels like they had fun. They tried to, well, they tried to like, make it more interesting than what they had. For sure. Because otherwise, all, yeah, all they were doing was re- reproducing images from somewhere else. It wasn't until Marvel 100%. Universe that they started making proper um, stuff. But, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll think of something while I'm on the toilet on Wednesday morning and then I'll jot it down because that'll be the same. It, yeah. But, you know, the Virgin variant, I love I love that idea, which like is what, one of the reasons why I like the preliminary so much because apart from the, I think it was the Marvel Masterpieces logo, there's nothing else on the yeah. front of the card. Not really. No, I don't even think there's a name for each character on the front of the card. And mercifully, I, I don't even think the Upper Deck logo is on the front. No, I think it's on the back. Which is cool. Because yeah, sometimes, I have to look again. I sometimes that needs to not be on the but front. That would be cool. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I like to see something weird. You know what I mean? Like looking back through the collection, like I don't know. I like to, I like to see something weird. You know what I mean? Just Surprise not me. like the retro just, stuff was great. Yeah, like that was fun. Just not wooden cards again. I don't, I don't mind wooden cards, but you can't tell me to stack a card into a totem. Well, like no, that's that, the thing. That wasn't actually made of wood. That's the thing. Oh, that's right. But that's No right. Boys Allowed, I think it was, from Marvel oh, Jets. Right that yeah, that actually right. had wood in it. And it was just, that actually had wood in it. That was a little weird. That was like, a they, little do some, they do some wood cards with Star Wars, right? Like that's an insert, the wood insert, and they have autos on them and stuff. I wouldn't be at all surprised. I tell you what I do. I, I tell you what is. I'm... There is. Right. Sets that I'm going back to the sets that you're really looking forward to. There's a set that's just come out and it's not Marvel. Sorry, not sorry. Um, the new Middle Earth set from CZX, uh, Cryptozoic. Um, it just it's just broken this week and it's been a long it's time really coming. It's been delayed and it's just I was looking at some of the um, some of the cards. I just want a base set and the film sales and I'm happy. The film sales look just you know what are nice they have like yeah. that gold foil on them they're mm. really i mean so do the, the base on that i've got set. i've got i've got some of the um promos and they're just beautiful oh, they you? feel black nice. diamond 
They're on the black diamond oh, spectrum. They're that cool. high end. But yeah, no, the collation on them has been ghastly. I think I feel so ended, bad for collectors. Oh, I think mean, it was. I think mean, Matt. Matt was one of them that, that had the short Poor end. Matt. He bought loads of cases. But you had. I think he was so upset. He had to stop his YouTube feed after like I don't third blame or him. case. He had you know, a case privately, and every but sketch was the same character. Character. That's the thing. And, and that's what I so whatever decision has been made, whoever's been let out of the <laughs> let out of the um, uh, back house to collate on that product has just done the worst job whatever because they've put characters together in terms of sketches in the case they've put uh, I, I think was it artists has also been grouped together yeah there was some, some cases weird stuff. it was, awful. was some bizarre like, stuff it it's was just awful. really like and people are really upset about it i mean it's, rightly yeah, it so. should be rightly, rightly so, so. they've been the waiting worst. over two yeah. years for that and that's what happens i know it's just terrible it's just terrible but but but, but apart from that the set's beautiful. It looks great. That, it looks amazing. And people people seem to be really enjoying it. And I think yeah. there's enough of a Perfect. community there that they are now like swapping between themselves Hopefully. to get Hopefully over Hopefully they the, fix it. The, they need, they yeah. should fix it. But really. yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I'm not as in touch with it to know if, if Cryptozoic have said anything publicly about it, but I know they've no, had some very, very strong feedback on I've it. I've only been talking about but, it. You know, in terms of sets that they're looking forward to, you know, um, outside of masterpieces from Marvel, um, I'm always looking forward to the authors oh. on your MCU sets. Jesus, Hollow Ink 2. It gets here in a week or so. Ooh, yeah, like I missed that one. freaking psyched. I missed Curtis it. Studios. I keep forgetting Hollow when Ink. they go I'll on sale. I'll give you one of my base sets. I'll oh, mate, I'd love sets. one. Yeah. Um, Unless Donnie gets you, you can have two. I don't care. Well, but to be like, honest with you, Donnie will be getting some as well. I mean, Tony and Lane yeah. hooked me up last time, and I, I don't expect them to do that, Um, uh, obviously, because, you know, I'm not. I'm not after handouts, but um, um, but they hooked me up last time when I when I missed it because I just for some reason I think is it a Saturday they go on sale or Sunday? I can't remember. It was when I was at New York Comic Con. Yeah, so, so whatever day it is, uh, it's just always it's just always sometime around dinner time. Busy <laughs> day for no. the family, so it's it like, I always so miss it. Good, no, yeah. it looks so good. I have some extra bases, so if anybody yeah. wants one. I'll just send it to you. You don't have to pay. But I'm, you know, um, I know people buy, I think that people can buy up to 10 sets and you get a sketch with each set. And the set is small, yeah. isn't it? It's like 15, 20, 18 cards or whatever it is. Um, I, but the thing is, I, I, unlike most people who go after those sets that I'm aware of, I mean, there might be some people like me out there who go for the Perna sets. I just go for it for the base and the chase. I collected I all the Halloween horror ones. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm yeah. like, I'm, well, some people hard. just buy, buy, you know, buy it for the, um, uh, uh, sketches, the sketches yeah, sketches, and I get that because which sketches is great. Are they stunning. are amazing. They're top top end, you know, because it's a set done by it's a set done by artists for artists. Yes, yep. Like it, it's really you can it's feel such the love. high quality. Yeah, yep. there's you the just DNA. Feel like, the love. Yes, yes. They just understand what they're doing, mm. and they're fans of cards. They're fan of sketch cards, yeah. and that's the thing that's so crazy is like they yeah. understand why a sketch card is yeah. important or historically interesting, yeah. or what the artist can do within that medium. Yeah. Like it's just, I caught it late. You've told me about it for years, and I just didn't have the money or the 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 brain way mm. the brain way you know what I mean the the bandwidth mm. to get there mm. um because I was doing surfer so hard but I dude I did I went backlogging on that I have like Halloween one through four yeah, I, I got the creatures I yeah. got the hollow ink like I'm doing all their creepy ones I'm not doing the fairy tale stuff or the monster oh, or the other all. thing <laughs> I wish all. I just can't in my I'll head I have to like 
I have to be really specific. So I'm just filling up that Halloween binder. Yeah. But I hopefully I have to hit them up. I'm sure it's going to yeah. start shipping out. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they will. Listen, I mean, I I, I give beast. Them all the latitude awesome. in the world on that, and so does everyone else. You know, yeah, and I've seen, I've seen, I've seen things Always. where Elaine or Tony has posted and said, you know, it's not fair of someone to be, you know, because they've had they've had some, they've, you know, I think I think it was on the set before where one of them posted and said, oh, um, yeah, we understand that people are disappointed, but to swear at Elaine on email because because you missed the, the set. It's just Who like, would do that? Who would do? It? It's just like, and everyone was going name That's and so shame, rude. and they were like, they were like, they shouldn't. But honestly, whoever that person is. Yeah, Seriously. get them out of there. It's like, know. you know, just because just, the people who collect that just set, don't be like that. that. Set sells out. Every, yeah, like within rightfully a couple of hours, so. Not even rightfully so, and they handle it so. in a really fair, fair way, you know. And it's not that I didn't know it was coming up. So you know, if I missed it, it's on me. You know, if it's I oversubscribed, it. I was like, it's just the luck close. of the draw. You yeah, know, it's it's whatever lucky. it will be. But it goes yeah. back to Paul's question about patience. Just be patient. You'll find it. It comes you know, up. You'll get it. These things take time. You'll get it. They, you know, you'll take it. Yeah. I'm still missing a, some chase cards from the earlier sets and maybe at least one base set. You know, I'll get them sooner or later. I'm not in a it rush. It happens. You know? um, and Tony and Lane have, have, have been more than supportive and generous to us um, with with both that They're and the best. You know, their stuff. So, you know, so great hats off to them. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave the final word for this episode to um, Tony. Radish. Radish. Enjoy collecting your radishes, people. <laughs> what you were going to say? Enjoy radishes. Enjoy I radishes. That. Enjoy I radishes. Say that. Yeah. Let's do it again. Let's do it right. again. Let's do it. Enjoy radishes. Radish collecting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Collecting.